Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Welcome back. We are back officially. I have recovered from my first couple days back at work. We are joined, we will be joined later by D-Win. He's uh, stuck at work, but we do have a special guest joining us this week from the IDPtipster.com, uh, Gary, the IDP tipster himself. Gary, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. And your Twitter handle for the folks in case they uh, don't have it already? I'll, I'll just stay repetitious and go at the IDP tipster. There you go. Yep. All right, so and you can check out the website, of course, for some more IDP content if uh, our content is not enough for you. Absolutely, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, busy. So so the other night, and I was telling Gary this off air, uh, we hung up the podcast, and all of a sudden, uh, Andrew Luck decided to go and retire. Man. And that was shocking. Not really once you kind of look at his timeline over the past couple of years, but just shocking right. that right. your no- potential number one quarterback is gone. Yeah. Did yeah, I missed that you? news. Yeah, I missed that news late Saturday night, man. I woke up you know, like early Sunday morning and I caught that. And the first thing that I thought of is that over the years, I, I've had this grudge against the organization and not protecting Andrew Luck and getting him the offensive line that he deserved as a, you know, uh, a prolific pass quarterback, you know, and, and it just, I still feel that way. I still feel that way. I did some, I did some research on it and uh, they've averaged being allowing the third most quarterback hits for like the last six years or something. It's just ridiculous. Just he's, I think I came up with like 650 quarterback hits since uh his rookie season that's yeah. just outrageous i mean you can't expect a guy to make it through that yeah and i think uh the year that he was out that Brissett was playing uh, that was especially bad because i think i wrote a start sit article a lot of weeks that year and uh i just looked for whoever's playing the colts because they were awful no and, yep. Uh, yep. but yeah and if you think about it they finally got him an offensive line and now he's just not healthy enough to yeah, it's just too late. Yeah. Yep. So. Oh yeah, they did. They they finally got it right. Yeah. They got too some late. guy from Notre Dame. It's pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but, definitely. Uh, and it, and you know you got this Gronk news coming out. You know, and his medical marijuana promotions and stuff. You know, which that's that's his business, not mine. But, I mean, these these uh, studs, these guys, they just they're they're being wore out. You know. Yeah. Uh, the the talent out there that they're getting hit by and they're trying to play against and stuff it takes its toll mentally and physically yeah and i was fortunate enough that i only had one share of andrew luck and it was but the thing that stinks is it's in a two qb league and i have i have lamar jackson and a bunch of garbage (laughs) so i yeah 
I've been trying to find another quarterback, but I, I don't want to pay the steep price that some people are trying to pull. They, they yeah. probably know I'm desperate, so I'm like, right. you know. Were you, did you manage to get a hold of Brissett? No, nah, somebody already had him. Oh, so, yeah. now they want a gold mine for him, right? Yeah. I think right. the latest offer was A.J. Brown in a 2020 first, and I'm like thinking yeah. about it, but I'm like, right. I don't know. I don't want to gut my – future just because i mean i could get a quarterback with 2021st so right, right and if i only right. have one quarterback chances are that 2021st is going to be really good so right yeah you're in, i'm not a big pick guy so i use those uh picks as trade bait i usually yeah. never have any in a dynasty league so if it was me i'd probably counter with just the pick and see what happens yeah i offered a 2022nd that didn't do it so mm. yeah. right. well, we'll try again Right, we'll right. Try again. Yeah, so. still a little time, right? I'm not really worried about it because injuries happen all the time, and I got a ton of backup quarterbacks. So, you know, maybe I can finagle when somebody else gets hurt. I can kind of finagle right. and get somebody that can help me out for somebody, or right. I could just gain a starter. Like I have Nick Mullins on that team, and if you know something happens to Jimmy GQ again, right? Hey, I, I. I had to crack up after Garoppolo came back, man, with how he's starting out. I remember towards the end of last season talking about Mullins. I'm like, you know, I know they paid him all that money, the Garoppolo or whatever his name is. I'm going to pronounce it wrong to begin with. And I kept saying at the end of last year, if they were smart, they were going to come in and have a quarterback competition. And I caught so much crap over that, man. So I've been cheesing for the last two to three weeks with this whole situation, you know. I mean, they have to be considering it, right? Well, come on. Jimmy G is the the Hollywood, you know. If he was blonde, you could say he's the Hollywood blonde that came in to be the the hero, the knight in shining armor in the Bay. Well, he better start. Nighting it up, then yeah. I guess because uh, right he's now Mr. he's Mr. GQ, after all, you know, he's got right. that quarterback look, you know. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Yeah, we'll see how it works out. I have a lot of Jimmy, Jimmy G, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I have when you play in as many leagues, yeah, you have just about everybody, so right, right, but uh, but yeah, I uh, so luck, <laughs> luck news kind of hurt, but uh, yeah. But anyway, we'll get to some uh, news. I know the uh, the the offense is is foreboding on the show. Just joking. I know you. Yeah. You lift, you lift that every once in a while, but we have some some good news. Uh, well, not maybe not good news for everybody. Uh, good news for D Ford. He is cleared to practice, and that's good for the Niners. You know, Jimmy. Definitely. Uh, Nick Bosa, I heard, is on the you know the mend so to speak so hopefully right. both of those guys get back because uh that line yeah he's good fully healthy looks dangerous so oh yeah i mean nick boza is is 50 50 to start week one and i believe he's probably 50 50 to finish the game uh i just uh i'd love to see him as a Ohio state fan i'd love to see him pull it off and but i mean Considering the situation, I, I think that the return of D Ford is really a key thing for them to survive this year. Yeah, you know, he was a great acquisition for them because they had zero. I mean, Buckner is a beast, and besides right. him, they didn't really have anybody. Right, and the 
Yeah, Adam Warren Buckner up. out, man. He was yeah. on. He was the only defensive line guy that played like every damn snap last yeah. year. I mean, I think he played like ninety eight percent or something, maybe the highest in the league or yeah. close to it. I think even and, Fletcher Cox played like 78, 80%. And yeah. I think Donald played quite a lot, but he even play, only played like 90. Like, right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you wear him out. Right. Oh, yeah. And he'll wear out quick and early if they can't get some guys in there to some, some type of rotation to knock those numbers down. You know, it's just hard to keep up with those kinds of snap counts every game, you know. Yep, and we, we talked the other day about Donald's uh, impact on the defensive tackle position on MFL, how, mm-hmm. how key mm-hmm. that it like, I, I actually got stuck with a bad problem because I don't want to start two defensive tackles, but I have Buckner and Donald now. Oh, darn. I know. <laughs> I know, but my defensive ends, you know. Right. My choice is start do 2D tackles or three linebackers. Right. And, and, but I, and my linebackers are – studs so i'm like i'm not benching one of my linebackers right so, now i usually don't have a problem with it i mean depending on the scoring format as long as it ain't a sack heavy league um i i have a habit of waiting on grady jarrett yeah. and i've got a lot of shares of kenny clark this year and i'm starting both of them and a lot of them just consistency i try to keep that but that's a tackle base format not a sack format so you know yeah. I, i'd like to take those five points every week over 10 every other week you know in my opinion just consistency yeah so but a lot of people approach this game in a a lot different way and it is weird to think two defensive tackles so i guess you you could be hurting worse yeah yeah. one is donald yeah i used to be a deforest buckner bust guy like i would either take deforest buckner or i just you know like you said take take a guy that plays a lot of snaps it's in there it's got a good floor and mm-hmm. you know just eat your five points every week and just don't right. lose the position don't get a zero basically right like some of these right. other guys will get you right um not really huge news but destiny veo is uh on the ir so not that anybody was starting him anyway uh right. brandon, brandon scarlet signs a one-year extension for the texans uh, so I guess uh, the clowny replacement here, possibly. Uh, I don't. I'm see not either. excited. Yeah, I'm not either. But uh, it, it seems to be that Houston is just waiting on the Godfather offer to send Clowney out of town. I suppose you know. A couple of weeks ago, out of the blue, I was sitting there thinking. I think it was during one of our Sunday IDP lives, and I mentioned it, uh, an interesting landing spot would be in Florida, and it was with either uh, Buccaneers because of their defensive woes and on the line and Miami's and lo and behold, I seen that news and I was like, ah, you know, every squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, I suppose. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that plays out, I guess, but I'm not excited about this long time. I don't even think he's a long time journeyman. I'm not even sure who this kid is. He's a 26 uh, year old undrafted free agent. So, mm. I mean, he has two sacks in his 30 games that he's played. He's mainly a special teamer, more than likely. Right. Because, uh, right. you know, I've heard his name. He, he's a, not somebody I'm ever picking. You know, I see it when I'm scrolling down, you know, in the depths of MFL right. looking for scraps. And I right. see his name, and I'm like, oh, 
he, he he's there in case everybody else in Houston gets hurt. Yeah, Which right. Is what everybody's doing with the running backs in Houston now is they're just screwed. with that. With that being said, he'll probably be penciled in. And what's the other outside linebackers? Uh, Merciless. Is the other yeah. yeah, they'll probably be switching Merciless over there to Clooney's spot. Yeah, Clowney's spot, and then put that kid in there on that other side. So it's going to be even tougher if he's not on the blind side. Yeah, and they, I mean, they have they have a lot of linebackers. Uh, they have McKinney, they have Cunningham, they have Cole. So, I mean, well, let's hope guys. they don't screw Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot Cunningham of people is pretty safe in there. Yeah. But outside yeah. guys, Cole can play a little outside. So, I think he might, you know, flirt a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a lot of people have been waiting on Cunningham just to break out. And he did have one hell of a season last year, but they've got a serious problem of over his career of just putting him wherever the hell they need him because he's that talented. And when they stick him on the outside linebacker position, it just really doesn't do much for the IDP community. Yeah, it doesn't. And, um, you know, when you get moved around, you know, I always kind of try to avoid outside linebackers unless it's a sack heavy league. So, right. Yeah. Those are the guys that you kind of just look at like, eh, Right, um, right. So, they just so, don't get those tackle numbers. Yeah, consistently. Uh, some cornerback news. Daryl missed the cornerback news here. Nate Harrison is a New York Jet. So, uh, yay! Who's yeah. that? <laughs> uh, he gets beat a lot because he gets a lot of tackles. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So he, he was a he's one of those Colts corners which I used to target a lot of Colts corners because they're always in games where there's a lot of throwing. So yeah, uh, him and uh, not Harry, um, Kenny Moore. I used to pick those two a lot because they'd get yeah. picked on a lot. Right, um, right. Some bad news for a Niner. Uh, looks like Contavious Street's going to be a wasted draft pick because he is looking to go on the IR again after a knee scope. He had an ACL injury right before the draft and missed the 2018 season. They were hoping he'd come back this year, and that's not going to happen. So hmm. Another – I mean, he was the 128th overall pick, so he wasn't a top pick, but he uh, – I think he was out of Kansas, uh, had, you know, some hype behind him about being a pass rusher and just looks like we're not going to find work. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to find out this year. Yeah. Uh, JPP speaking of the bucks, maybe this is, uh, a reason they're not pushing for Clowney. Uh, he is resuming rehab. So I still think he's going to be November before we see him. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some other quick hitters here. Uh, Malcolm Smith was released from the 49ers, former Seahawk MVP of the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, he's he's a good <laughs> football player, not a very important IDP guy. So, uh, but he's no. He's he, had, he had a couple of good seasons there. I think what when he left Seattle, or he had one in Seattle due to injury, and then he went to Oakland and had one for like one year maybe but other than that no he's yeah hey he got that super bowl mvp so right i'm happy right. about that so yeah yeah uh, hey a lot of guys are in the league a lot longer than he's been and never even come close to something like that so yeah he's 30 years old now so i think he's pretty much i don't know somebody might yeah. take a chance on him but i yeah. probably doubt it 
Well, I think the writing was on the wall last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, Fred Warner got to step in. That other kid, Ajayi Lee or something? Elijah Lee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Smith was pretty well just overlooked last year. So it's not surprising. Some good news for my Seahawks. Ezekiel Ansa is practicing. We'll see how long that lasts. Yes. Yep. <laughs> There's another 50-50 for you. Yeah. He's – I don't mind the signing. They didn't pay him a whole lot. And if he stays healthy, he was actually not that – he was kind of productive in his limited time. It's just that limited time thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard some good news about LJ Colliers as well. I didn't, I don't find the story here, but, uh, heard he's on the mend at least, uh, you know, has a chance to play week one. I doubt they throw him out there week one. Some yeah. bad news for the Seahawks. Nazir Jones is on the IR. He had a knee huh. injury. So, and then you guys got Reed. He's, uh, suspended for four games. Yeah, that's not good. I'll tell you, though, I mean, for IDP owners, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, if he's finally K.J.'s, if he's healthy this year, man, these guys are going to eat. They're going to eat well. Yeah. And I've been watching the, the preseason game Seattle's had, um, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying this guy should start free week one, but Michael Kendricks has been playing some good ball. Yep. It, yep. It's just a shame he is pending federal prison charges. Yep. Yep. He definitely to, um, to jail soon. So. <laughs> yeah. And Seattle did a really smart thing going ahead. And I don't think they paid him much to get him on the roster when they, when they yeah. did. And I think Bobby was uh, beat up some. So he filled in here and there and then right missed a couple of games. So it's, it's worked out for Seattle. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what their depth look like beyond that. If Kendricks gets hurt or if he gets, thrown in jail yeah. who knows well cody barton's probably the next guy up the rookie they took in the second round uh i'd imagine austin calitro still is getting a ton of playing time in preseason i think they're trying to decide whether to keep him or not he played mm. a lot in place of kendrick's when he was in jail yeah or, or not in jail well. suspended so right. he's going to jail eventually. You, you <laughs> well, if the government's smart and they want some of that money or they want to find his ass and they're going to suspend this sentence until at least after this season. So you he know, can get that's, paid. That's kind of smart. You know, you the inside, mm-hmm. recoup the insider trading money by uh, letting him play out some, some years. Yeah. I don't understand how our, this legal system works because these charges were brought up a year and a, a, at least a year ago. Mm hmm and made public i'm sure it was they were he was charged well before that it just wasn't i don't think made public for a while he's he's pled guilty so he's already admitted like there's no pending court case of you know jury trial it's done deal he pled guilty right but he's you know i said yeah he could what is it a white collar crime is that what it's called yeah yeah so you know no violence no nothing involved just just yeah being crooked if that if that's what it was you know i don't know what it was completely i remember the news it was insider trading so i guess he got a stock tip and took advantage of it or something yeah so stuff that happens every day in the world i'm sure right but um some some cuts here not really big names at all uh akeem spence got cut from the dolphins and benny ben wickery who's 
a lot of quarterbacks punching bags as far as a corner goes uh he was released as well probably good news for the vikings because he normally gets beat badly when he plays yeah so no, I don't know a lot about the cornerbacks. Not usually something I concentrate on. I do know with Spence, though. I mean, there, there, there's a guy that never even came close to living up to what he could have been. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, these guys sometimes we we, we like them and they just don't pan out as much as. Um, some great news, and actually, I'm just reading this. I must have missed this last week. Uh, Sheldon Rankins has been activated from the pup list after tearing his Achilles last playoff season. Like he, he he injured it in the playoffs, and he's already activated off the pup list. Yeah, that's so great that's news for New Orleans. Great news, and yeah. I, I had uh, Malcolm Brown as a sleeper of mine just because I figured he's going to kind of slide into that role until Rankins is ready to go back. And I don't think the Patriots used Brown to his highest potential. I mean, I know that the Belichick way is to just you know don't worry about personal gain here, right? Uh, but I mean, he used him to be the the run stuffer and stuff. But I look at Malcolm Brown as a guy that, that could be a good. Uh, floor guy for you to get a few run stops and and coming off an achilles he's probably still going to get a lot of play but it's just another man in the mix if Redkins can get some snaps in you know i mean he, he might be back and he might be ready here in a few months but yeah there's still going to be a little bit more of a rotation that first year back yeah i think they'll limit his snaps especially early because you don't want to Re-inch or something like that no definitely not they're not going to risk it yeah but that's about it for the news and notes so we will so i've added some some new sound bites to my thing here and i can't find the ones i'm looking for so <laughs> i'm gonna stall real quick here and here we go the bat transition my volume's down sorry uh, we're going to transition into what we came here to talk about, and we're going to kind of plant some flags here, so to speak. So some some my guys. Uh oh. Okay, some things that we uh, are going to be some guys that we want to kind of attach our name to. Uh, so and Daryl's in route. He's almost here. So uh, he's getting it. Cool. So he'll be joining us uh, on the fly, so to speak. So he might come in here uh, like a bull in a china shop and ruin everything. But <laughs> uh, So you're our guest. I'll let you go first with your first guy here. Who are you planting your flag on in 2019? Well, I started off early with a couple of these guys, and – I'll go ahead and we'll start with Foyer Olakun of the Atlanta Falcons. He's penciled in as the third linebacker should be starting alongside of uh, uh, Deion Jones, hopefully in the weak side linebacker position. Um, I have been on this kid since last year when Deion Jones went down and instantly uh, this sixth round rookie last year, uh, from out of Yale caught my attention and I tried to get him on everybody's radar last year. And lo and behold, he ended up the uh, second leading tackler on the team. 
with only approximately like 50% of the snaps. Um, really love this kid. Uh, you just you can see him develop as the games go. It seems like almost. I mean, it's just it's just outrageous when I've watched his tapes. And Dan Quinn and the the team or the coaches, the organization are just dumbfounded on how this guy does not make the same mistakes twice. He's uh, a former safety in college. Uh, he, he's definitely not safety looking now. He's built like a linebacker, inside linebacker, and he's just got coverage skills and speed. And he is a prototype tackler. To on top of that, his his miscues last year were basic acclimation to the NFL level of the game, in my opinion. And um, everything that was coming out now, he has been hurt a little bit this preseason. So he's just now back on the field from my understanding. But um, I, I look forward to seeing how that they make sure that this kid's on the field. Um, and you're going to love this, but I'm going to go back and point out Dan Quinn's Seattle Seahawks days. <laughs> I love and, Dan Quinn. Pardon me? So I love Dan Quinn. Him and him and Gus are two of my favorite coaches out there. They 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 both. You know, it used to be my two favorites. favorite too until Gus Bradley's been doing right. It used, it, I love Dan Quinn now, and I think he's a he's a defensive god. And I used to feel that way about Gus Bradley until he started doing whatever the hell he's doing with the uh, linebackers over in the for the Chargers for the last few years. That's just, of course, he did he did. Gained my respect a little bit back this year when he went ahead and signed the savvy veteran Thomas Davis, which I, I think yeah. is going to end up being the one solid linebacker this year, even yeah. though he's like uh, 55 years old or some shit. I, but, I think um, with, uh, I, I'm going to point back to when. I was just going to say with, with San Diego or LA or whatever you want to call them. I was in San Diego a couple weeks ago. So I, I always call them the San Diego Chargers. It may be irritating the locals, but mm -hmm. with, with that, I just think he didn't have Bobby Wagner or Deion Jones on his team. If you think about it, you know, we, he didn't have Miles. Everybody Jack, else is drafting know. these guys. Yeah. And I think they got a couple decent ones um, there. They just got to figure out where they kind of fall in. I, I think they, they've committed to Perriman yeah. a little too much because he just can't stay healthy. But yeah, I like the Thomas Davis signing. Um, oh yeah, old man strength going. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, Perriman. I mean, he's a beast when he's on the field, but when it boils down to it, he just can't stay on the field consistently yeah. every year. You know, so you know he's the uh, he is the glass with the bull in the china shop type player. So you can't depend on that. But um, back on what I was mentioning about, you know, when Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator, uh, especially his second time around in Seattle, I think it was 13 and 14. You know, it's my belief, and um, I think I'm starting to see more about this. The Dan Quinn defense that he's been running for this last few years has been a hosh posh of injury riddled or under, uh, I don't want to say, developed but underperforming players like Duke Riley and stuff in these situations where he has not gotten the actual defense to run 
with the personnel that he wants on the field because of various reasons. And, you know, we, we, we need to look at this as a situation where if what I think is going to happen with Foya Okaloon, he'll turn around and he'll, he could have those types of numbers playing the weak side linebacker, just like Wright did in, in that defense um, back in 2014, I believe it is. Now, Wright, Wright pulled off 106 tackles one year. Okay, so 13, he had 80 combined tackles, and he had 106. Uh, if I looked any deeper at that, I'll probably see that Bobby Wagner missed some some games or something in 2014. But, uh, you know, I'm not expecting that kind of number. I'm not expecting, you know, there's no way when you have Deion Jones and his whole unknown situation heading into there that we can say that he's going to have 100-plus tackles. That's just uh, – that would be asinine. But when it boils down to it, I, I do believe that hitting an 80 combined tackle range, even with Deion Jones in there, is a very good possibility. Am I suggesting somebody takes this kid, you know, for their starting lineup? Well, if you've screwed up, I guess you should uh, look into him. But, I mean, hopefully this is somebody that you'll look at after you finish feeling your starting lineups de- defensively and you're looking for the next guy off the bench or by week fill in, um, I think that we definitely could see some solid linebacker two numbers coming out of him. And I've had my flag planted in his re- rear end for quite some time. Um, he was, he's actually one of my of- official breakout calls I made last January for 2019 even after his season, but it was based off the idea that we knew Deion Jones was back. And I, my breakout call is it, he'll still be very relevant. Yeah. And um, I think Devondre Campbell isn't really anything hard to, to push out. And he can't play more the strong side anyway, when, when they had their base defense. Yeah. I, I think you're going to see more of, right. Okun, especially with that DB background you know, that coverage stuff on third down. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, if, if, if Dan Quinn has his way, you know, I'm sure you know this, he uses a position called the Oda, which is a strong side linebacker. Mm -hmm. And I believe back in those days when he was in Seattle, he might've had Bruce Irwin or somebody playing that. And, and that's, that Oda position, that linebacker does stay on the field for most of it. And he is out there, covering tight ends and such and doing some pass rushing, but it still is not as viable as the weak side linebacker position. And when he has that, that player on the field. So I, I, I think that that's really in right now, Atlanta, if you look at that roster, they have to be one of the fastest damn defenses out there. And they're all healthy. Now, you do have Neil coming off his injury and stuff, but they have depth at safety. I, I just I, – I think that uh, the Atlanta Falcons, just as a group, uh, whether or not they have much of a, a pass rush, that maybe we won't have some kind of defensive line players other than maybe Jared, Jared, uh, Grady Jarrett that we can depend on uh, constantly. But, I mean, that's good news for the linebackers and the, and the defensive backs because if they make it past the first stage, then those guys are going to eat on tackles. So I yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, we've talked a lot about Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley. Actually, looking at their numbers last year, they weren't terrible. 
but you don't expect first round defensive ends to have less than 10 sacks and call that a success. You can't call that a right, success. Right. So when you draft a guy in the first round, you need 10 right. sacks and they just have not been able to do that. They've been decent. Right. But I, I think we we've, you know, definitely, uh, right. Inflated, I've inflated. Well, Tack has definitely not lived up to his hype. Yeah. yeah. He had seven sacks. And, last and then when year, you have Vic quiet. Beasley, you, you look, Right, right, and, and that I don't, I don't think he had any tackle numbers to go with that no. to really highlight much, really. in that limited playing time. He had some injuries and this and that, but when it come to Vic Beasley, I mean, you look at his, I think it was his 2016 season as a pure defensive end. He actually led the league, if I remember right, or he was up there he in this there. in the sacks, yeah. and but since then. You know, the same thing Dan Quinn's been dealing with trying to get his personnel. He's had Vic Beasley, a strong side linebacker. Then last year, he did keep him a defensive end. But then your your defense is all banged up, you know. So maybe Vic Beasley was either being uh, concentrated on more uh, by the opposing team. Who knows what that whole situation Maybe he just sucked last year. That happens. So uh, maybe you know if I I could think that Vic Beasley could possibly bounce back, it's do or die this year. Yeah, it definitely is. He he needs to he needs to show something, or else they're just gonna have to draft some more guys. I mean, they didn't really draft any. I mean, John Kaminsky, right? Not not anything that I'm looking to take over. He had a nice play in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. game, but you know that's the Hall of Fame game. Uh, so yeah. my my first guy, right? Um, is a guy that probably isn't going to start the season as a starter, but I, I love him for, for a lot of the same reasons that you love Olakunas, his coverage skills. And that's Dorian O'Daniel from the Chiefs. And I, I don't know what pictures okay. yeah, yeah. Reggie Ragland has on, on their defense. <laughs> Andy Reid, I don't know. Maybe he's got Andy Reid at like a cheeseburger buffet pictures on him or something. Um, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I he doesn't really run the defense, but Dorian O'Daniel is a talented all-around linebacker, and it's a common thread between a couple of my guys that we're gonna I'm gonna talk about. It's a guy that you don't have to take off the field. He may not be you know Deion Jones or Bobby Wagner, you know with the tackle numbers, but they're solid. And Daniel O'Daniel can do a little bit of everything. He can rush. Mm-hmm. He can cover. You know, he, he can stick the linebackers, he, or not the linebackers, the running backs. He can stick the tight ends. You know, he's a all good all-around linebacker, and I have no yes, clue he is. why they're sticking with Hitchens, who all he can do is tackle. And right. uh, Ragland appears to be one of the other starters, and I don't And he has trouble tackling. So I think, yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea. And I, I love that, that guy there. I mean, you're picking yeah. because uh, Doreen or, or, or I'm going to say his name wrong, Do but either think? way, he, he was definitely on the radar and he looked like that he was going to be put into a position this year. Yeah. What the hell were they doing going after Darren Lee? Why did they throw shit in the game? I have no idea because I mean, Darren Lee, it's like they went and paid Hitchison's what, 11 million a year or some crap the year before. And the guy was a long time backup for Dallas. And, and, and your guy you're talking about did nothing but solid production last year as a rookie. Well, I believe he was a rookie last year and he was, he 
why didn't they just give him more time? Why didn't they just see what he could do? Yeah, I don't know. And Steve Spagnolo, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to give the vets a chance. I mean, the older vets a chance to to play. Um, but yeah, if I was the Chiefs, honestly, I'd well, roll, gee whiz, that's mighty nice of them. Yeah, I, I'd roll Dorian O'Daniel and Deron Lee out there rather than the two that they got. Because I don't know. I'm not a football coach, yeah. but you know, I, yeah. I just you know what what I see from production standpoint, it seems like they're not bad. Um, and in a result, yeah. he was uh, O'Daniel started one game and he had uh, 34 tackles. You know, he really didn't get a chance to play. You know, a lot of that was, I'm sure, uh, special teams. He did have a fumble recovery, um, but yeah, he's. Yeah, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm, I'm rolling out the youth. Like, yeah, let Deron Lee. Yeah, I mean, Hitchens, and they have nothing to lose. To. Yeah, they can't get any worse than they were right. last year because they were awful last year um, mm. at covering. So, O'Daniel, and it's kind of like the whole situation with um, Sorson. Why yeah. can't they quit Sorson as strong side, strong side, uh, or strong safety? You know. Yeah, the it's 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 silly. It's silly what they do at times down there. But you know, I mean, he, I don't know. It's just the same old greed. Yeah, <laughs> similar to that. I think Thornhill has that job by like week four. So you know, they'll they'll eventually bring these young oh, yeah? guys in. Yeah, I don't think he's going to hold that job for long. Eventually, yeah, eventually. I, I think right. it's going to take a few weeks, and maybe these guys just don't know the playbook well enough that Spagnolo's introducing. You, know, you never know. We're yeah, not- I was just looking at um, right. I was just looking at somebody else's uh, some uh, another site's uh, defensive depth charts, and they had your guy penciled in as a strong side linebacker. But when we go to the uh, actual Kansas City depth charts, you got Damian Wilson and his strong side linebacker instead of yeah. him, and then. They got him listed behind Derrick Lee. Anthony Hitchens is the weak side linebacker, third stringer. Yeah. That's that's I don't know. It's got to be. Something I mean, Dan- O'Daniel Daniel is a big guy. Yeah, he's six one two twenty. He's not small. Oh, I was thinking he was a little bigger than that. Don't quote me then. Yeah, I mean, mm. but right. For- no, I was thinking he was one of those two forty five guys. Yeah, I mean. Six one two twenty in coverage is pretty good. There's a coverage line. Yeah, yeah, actually it is. So I, maybe that makes more sense to me now that they might do that. It doesn't make any sense. They brought in Darren Lee, in my opinion. I mean, as a Ohio State fan, you know, I, I think he was productive by default last year. And the previous years, he has just never planned out. I, I, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Well, we, we got to take a pause here for a, a, a sponsor, uh, our new sponsor, bestfantasyfootball.com. Uh, and here you can get some info for your last-minute drafting needs here. Bestfantasyfootballleague.com. Join a 12-team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to 999 Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, 
weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com <clears throat> The best fantasy football leagues on the net. I didn't hear any IDP options, but I do like the like weekly option and that they have uh, the, the tryout. You can just set, I guess, a, it's kind of like guess, a, DV, a DFS type of league. So uh, check out bestfantasyfootballleague.com or bestfantasyfootball.com. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure you're dying to draft. Everybody's dying to draft. It's draft season. I had about three this week. I have another one right. tonight. So... Um, but yeah, that's, uh, Oh man. Yeah. I got one tomorrow night, 1045 Eastern. So I'll be setting an alarm to make sure I'm awake. Although I'll be binging on. Yeah. The, I have uh, one on. Yeah. Go ahead. I, just, I, I didn't binging, hear you. They're, they're I'll be the binging end, on the red zone. They're, they're going to have the preseason red zone. I get... So. Huh? All right, right. Um, yeah, I think I have, let's see, September 4th, I have one more PPR IDP expert uh, league or something that I was uh, invited to like two months ago, and I'm trying my damn just not to, for, to forget about it because it was such an early invite. But uh, I, I basically have four re- redraft leagues going on right now. We just ended our, a 10-year run on a dynasty league. And um, I've been so wrapped up getting this stuff going for the website and everything else that I just have not committed to another dynasty. But I, I will next year, and hopefully it will be along the lines of it was a 32-team leaguer. And uh, you can't get any more in-depth than that, in, in my opinion. Uh, just uh, miss it. I really miss it. Yeah, I do one 32-teamer, and it's single copy across all 32. And it's... Like, like I, I took a shot on a couple guys that I thought would get switched to defensive end on MFL, and they never did. <laughs> so now I'm stuck with some linebackers yeah, yeah. that I really didn't want, but uh, they'll probably get cut. I got to make right. some cuts. Cut day's coming up in a lot of your leagues, so just a heads up uh, before we get back into our guys here. Uh, yeah, make sure you know your deadlines of your cuts, and don't cut anybody – that you might regret cutting, you know. Um, hit us up if you uh, want to know uh, our opinion on who you should cut. I know this this part of the season, a lot of people ask those questions. Okay, I got to cut four. Who do I cut? And sometimes those decisions are tough if you build a good roster. So, um, right, so Gary, right. who's your number two guy here? Moving on. Well, I'm kind of bouncing around here. Uh, the number two guy I want to talk about. Uh, because uh, Oakland would have probably, if I had to range these, which I, I'm going to be talking about Grugier Hill here last, uh, he's my number one. If I had to rank these guys, how I'm looking at them, and then Olukun, and then defensive backs, free safety, Tracy Walker, second-year player, third-rounder from last year for uh, the Lions. Um, he only had 12 combined tackles to assist, uh, well, no, a 14 combined and one interception and two passes defended. But um, with Glover Quinn uh, retiring, I really like what's coming out of camp. And I kind of made this call really early in the offseason. Uh, I believe it was about February or 
March that I did an IDP dime drop on him. I just loved what was coming out for the reports at that time that what he was expected to do going into the season. So I'm, I mean, I don't have a huge amount to say about the kid other than the fact that uh, they love what he's doing. They loved him when they when they drafted him, even though they didn't use him, but sparingly last year. And he is definitely penciled in right in there with Diggs as one of the starting safeties. And when I look at that whole situation, especially now seeing the schedule that they have and the division that they're in, uh, I, I I really expect a lot of production out of this kid to the point where we could be talking about a low defensive back one with a ceiling. And uh, but at least you know the, these are the unknowns and to a fact that we're we're talking about. Uh, so you know I would set his floor at a solid DB two. Yeah. So maybe okay. not directly for my lineup, but my first guy off the bench. We, we talked earlier off air about how, you know, we could be those guys that say, oh, Bobby Wagner is my flag planting guy for this year. Like, you know, really go out on a limb here. Uh, yeah. 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 That's not what yeah. this is about. And there's so many of those. So, yeah, there's so many of those gurus at some of these sites that just throw out the obvious. And that's, um, I don't know if you've ever seen my oath, but it's called the no bullshit. Uh, oath uh, basically is that you know one thing I'm not going to sit here and feed you full of shit and I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit you if I don't know so uh, I I kind of adopted that when I first started writing because I was listening to some of these and I'm like if if I understand that if you're brand new and came out from underneath a rock you've never heard of Bobby Wagner but how many of those people are out there that this deserves to have a written article about just, you know, or suggesting go get Bobby, you know, he should be the obvious. I mean, if anybody like yourself, Dan, we're wanting to help people, you know, get that IDP edge in these leagues because you can really get an advantage if you could, if you can pepper your IDP side of the ball with uh, uh, some of these players and you can trade away some of those names and still have that same type of production and improve your offense. And there's all kinds of angles that could be had. I just uh, I just laugh and roll my eyes anymore when I see some of the upper tier gurus. I guess you could say, excuse my language. I don't know what else to call them because I don't call myself a guru. Do you, Dan? Nah, just a, just a guy. Nah, Te- teacher by right, day and, right. and podcaster by night here. Right, right. Yeah, I don't get paid enough to be called no damn guru. But either way, I like to help people, so I I don't think that stating the obvious is how you help people yeah maybe if you get paid you become a guru i don't know (laughs) maybe that's what happens yeah but uh we'll see yeah yeah and i think (laughs) if you are a true rookie to idp then then maybe you need some help in that direction of you know but if you're listening to an idp podcast i don't think you're a rookie idp player (laughs) you know what i mean Right, and you've completely skipped over site rankings. Yeah. You know, the first stage of anything is rankings, so you've completely ignored those. Yeah. So, and yeah, right, right. Sometimes I hate rankings, though. Oh, I do, too. I've become more of a tier guy, I think, in my my own mind. 
because I have a collection of guys that I'd be happy like getting at a certain tier. I think right. that's how I've drafted more over the last couple of years is, okay, I got a chunk of guys here, and then I'll just bounce around different positions as I go through the tiers. So, And that makes 100% sense. I mean, yeah. it. yeah, you can't beat it. It's like on on the idptipster.com, I only rank the top 32 of defensive linemen, defensive backs, which include no cornerbacks because I believe that they're <laughs> dime a dozen per matchup. And I put outside linebackers in with as edge edge rushers for yeah. the defensive line. I've been doing that for years, and then inside linebackers. But I only go up to thirty two because, to in my opinion, that's your relevancy. Yeah. Did I lose you? No, no. Yeah, that's our your pick. Yeah, it's a little fuzzy, but we'll get through. Um, your the... picture went out on me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, here. that that's just realistically. That's all the reason I do that. Is that that the top thirty-two is is in my opinion is just the relevant players to win with, and even on your bench and anything past that's a bonus. And splitting those IDP hairs to a fine, fine point. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you wanted to tell me you have, you know, I have Leonard number one right now. If you wanted to tell me you have Leighton Vanderesh number one, I'd say okay great you know like i think he's really good too i think he's up in that tier too so that's that's i guess what um yeah i guess trying to bring up is you know we when you try to rank yeah i do not number three (laughs) number one like it's they're they're not going to be that many points off it's it's a chunk of guys so like i think a lot of offensive guys have gone to more the tier route where you have you know, like this year, you have your Barkley, CMC, Kamara, and Zeke. You know, those are the, the, the right. big four, so to speak, that everybody's drafting one through four, unless you're just scared of Zeke not coming back from Cabo. Um, and that's right. pretty much what right. you do. Um, so, anything yeah. out about anything Coincidentally, else about Tracy Walker? Oh, no, not really. Just in general. I mean, I just think his opportunity, um, his play style that I'm reading about, I do believe that he's going to be a solid, solid, productive guy this year for the Detroit Lions. I mean, you're, you know, just look at the division. You're looking at the Bears. You're looking at the uh, Green Bay. Um, you know, it's just uh, overall, when I look at their schedule, especially now, I think they had the Chargers. Um a few other pass-friendly teams that could really, you know, uh, come into margin for him to expand on, I guess, as a player. And uh, as long as they love him, I like him. Yeah, yeah. And we were kind of big on Will Harris coming out. It seems like he's kind of fizzled in the preseason. So, uh you know, yeah, that's what happens when you're yeah. scouting college, and then they get to the pros, and you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, he still has a chance, probably. You know, given some time, uh, could just be that Matt Patricia doesn't like rookies, but we'll see. Bill Belichick never liked playing. Well, rookies. I mean, just look at Tracy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, just look at Tracy Walker last year. I mean, he only he limited playing time, limited. You know, and and yeah, I believe that Patricia is not normally a huge rookie guy 
And I, you know, it's like this rookie uh, uh, linebacker they that they had before Jared Davis went down. You know, I loved it how all the reports were coming out about how he's getting all this playing time. He's running with the first unit and stuff. Hey, it's preseason as practice. It's it's time to let these guys learn this system. Yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden, Jared. Now I I might be a better believer that Davis is down. You know. But I never really expected that. That And it was a reach in the draft as far as I'm concerned, too. And I'm not even a draft guy. So it might game. be relevant now. But beforehand, I do not think it was a, nearly as relevant. Yeah. So even, but Patricia uh, isn't. I don't think he is a big, big rookie guy. Yeah. And Jalen Reeves may have actually got some playing time after Davis went out in that game, which was nice to see because I think he's – he never really got a shot with the old regime, and then he wasn't one of Patricia's dudes right. that he brought in, so he really didn't get any playing time last year. And you know, if D Win would t- was here, he'd right. tell you how great he was because he's from Tennessee. <laughs> so, right, but uh, yeah, and and I agree. I mean, it it's still it's not over. Maybe might not be out of that picture. It's just uh, everybody's concentrating the other direction right now. So my second guy uh, is Lorenzo Carter from the New York football giants. And he's another guy that's similar to DOD. Maybe I have a type, I don't know, of, of good coverage linebacker. Uh, I think Lorenzo Carter got uh, overshadowed by Roquan Smith playing next to him in college, which is easy to do because Roquan Smith is mm-hmm. amazing. And, Carter kind of got overshadowed in that draft. He was, you know, a, a decent draft pick. He wasn't, you know, super high. Um, he was a, let's see, I lost it here. Third round pick, 66 overall. <laughs> and he had a decent season. He had four sacks, uh, so it showed some ability to come off the edge. Um, he had about 30 tackle, 30 solos, so not bad there. Um four pass deflections. He got a lot of increased playing time last year towards the end of the season. He, Dan, I actually did an IDP dime drop with him included. I love this kid just as probably almost as much as you. I I mean, he wasn't in one that I picked to talk about right now, Ben, but that kid is a beast. Yeah. I love him. And, And like I said, you know, he's kind of been overshadowed. I mean, Ogletree was their big acquisition last summer so you know he's kind of always been overshadowed by his his lead running mate so to speak and i think given a full year to play there's nobody i mean even ogletree isn't that you know superstar linebacker that you 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 know nobody oh no he's he's lost a step yeah Yeah, he's lost a step and i would love you know originally but when when i first started looking at carter a lot Carter <laughs> back in the spring, man, I thought after watching a, l- a little bit more tape on him and stuff, why didn't they convert him into an inside linebacker? I think he would be a beast. He has coverage skills. He has rush skills and he's a tackler. He's a hard hitting dude. And he's, he he's, I think he was used sparingly last year, but they definitely got it to the point where they were bringing him in and he started, he started performing and he, he did not look like a rookie when he got his chance. Yeah, he definitely looks great. And we, we have, uh, some, some news. 
Here's Daryl storming into place. Daryl, what's going on, man? What's up? What's going on, guys? What's up, Hollywood? I'm wore out. Yeah. Hollywood wasn't doing his typical Hollywood thing. He was actually working. Hard-working man over here. So. So we were talking about our guys. So we just talked about uh, Foye Olakun. We talked about Dorino Daniel. We talked about Tracy Walker. And we talked about Lorenzo Carter. So you want to throw a name in here? We'll just cr- crack you right in here. Pick your brain. Uh, Who's your guy for 2019? Get the ground running. Oh, man, my God. My we did have God. this conversation about a week ago, but, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. I'm, yeah. I'll give you a name. I know you're going to say Josie Jewell. <laughs> well, that's where I was thinking. Yeah, there I mean... you go. See, I don't even. We could just have a picture of Daryl up here, and then I could just fake a southern accent. Like, I think I'm going to go with Josie Jewell. I mean, the situation's too good not to. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I'm, I'd hitch my wagon to him easily. He's going to get the volume, and he's clearly got. Uh, uh, two good, uh, well, I call them ends, but they're outside linebackers and Chubb and uh, Miller that's going to funnel everything his way. He is going to see a ton of action. And hey, I don't think that David is a threat. So, Daryl, I'd bet the only leagues you don't have Josie Jewell in are leagues I'm in and I have them. <laughs> you might be right. There's not many of them. I'll say that. There's not many. Not many. Uh, so I was on that Josie Jewel wagon with you guys. Uh, I I was expecting a little bit more play out of them last year. I was so too. with Todd I Davis, and I think early. yeah, and with Todd Davis uh, down, I mean that just increases Jewel. I mean yeah. that just that that's a that's a nice one there. I mean you we. If you look at what Todd Davis was capable of doing last year and actually uh, found a way to be a, a pass coverage linebacker and improve, um, if, if Jules already walking in and that's one of his better attributes. So um, if Davis can't get on there, even if he does, I mean, Jules ready to light it up. Yeah. So we'll give Daryl a few minutes to. to that's a good one to put your flag in. Yeah. I, I, we'll give Daryl a few minutes to catch his breath and uh, and get, get, get his brain working here. Uh, Gary, you already alluded to your third guy, uh, but go ahead and, and flesh out your uh, reasons for. Yeah, Camus Gruget Hill was just like Oakaloon uh, that I mentioned earlier. I was on him last year. Uh, I really liked. I've followed this guy since the Patriots first drafted him. Or wait a minute, yeah, they, I believe he was drafted by the Patriots uh, originally. Uh, they tried to sneak him on their uh, practice squad, but instantly the Eagles claimed him, and he has been a long time—well, uh, not a long time, but a journeyman on their special teams—and just been excelled. He was. He's out of a real little college. I believe it was the, uh, like Western Illinois or something like that. But but I, what I really enjoyed was watching him play last year to the point where if you watch those games, this kid is fast. 
And he just dominantly looked like the best defensive player on the field when he got his opportunities last year. So when they decided to move on from Jordan Hicks, which I can't blame them. I mean, after all of his injury field seasons, um, I, I just was ecstatic. I, I just knew that this was going to come up. He did. Grugier Hill just has another gear and another level of playmaking ability if he is just given a chance. And he is just grew. Unfortunately, at the same time that I was really trying to pump up this bandwagon in the spring, they turned around and they signed Zach Brown. And I had to put the brakes on. I had to pump the brakes. I couldn't, I couldn't continue uh, pumping him up as it, to the IDP community like I wanted to. So, uh, you know, lo and behold, as the way that this played out, Grugier Hill was getting all the time with the first team as the middle linebacker in place of Jordan Hicks, and he was just tearing it up. He was he was just picked up. He's grown. He's, he's uh, taken another step, and he was just kicking ass. And lo and behold, what happens? He gets a knee injury. So we wait. And we wait again until probably somewhere around the third week. Uh, the last report that I have on him is that he is uh, off the crutches. Um, he still is sporting a brace on the knee. So he is not actually like uh, jogging or doing any kind of physical things with the knee right now. Uh, of course, I'm not inside that locker room, so don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm getting this from uh, uh, camp reports and beat writers. Um, right. Actually sent out a tweet on Twitter to find out what I could because I hadn't heard anything. So, But I do believe that when he resumes his, his uh, uh, place on the defense, I think that the history of uh, Swartz's uh, wide nine type Four three defense has always produced uh, uh, upper level type middle linebacker. As long as you know, it, it, we've gone from Preston Brown and Buffalo to Levy and Detroit to Jordan Hicks, which Jordan Hicks was just the opposite of uh, some other quarter or middle linebackers, and he was really good in coverage and uh, sucked at tackling and stopping the run until all of a sudden last year. And then he turned around and got hurt. So um, I, I think that we have an all-around package in Gruger Hill, Gruger Hill, excuse me. And um, I think that when he resumes his position, then we're definitely going to see those types of uh, linebacker one numbers coming out of him for the rest of the season per week, as long as he can stay healthy and keep that knee healthy. Um, yeah, they, you know, of one. course, by mid. <clears throat> I think the one advantage he has is Zach Brown uh, was losing snaps all over the place in Washington last year. So even though they yes. signed him. Yeah. After uh, getting paid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can see yeah. really, I mean, Bradham is a guy that probably won't leave the field. He's more of a weak side or linebacker. Right. Um, and um, yeah. I was talking about TJ Edwards earlier this preseason, and he might get cut, but he could be uh, – the guy in 2020 maybe uh with Gruget hill um huh. out there so uh he, he's he's a yeah they got a, a kid named gurry too or yeah the the what the fellow you just mentioned i don't know much about him to be honest he's a, fr a 
yeah, freshman. I was going to say freshman. Uh, rookie from Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Had a ton of tackles yeah. uh, at, at college. So he, he can tackle. He can wrap up. His coverage skills, not really sure about. But Yeah. And it, I mean, anything is really logistically possible with them right now because <laughs> Pass brought him, and, and Zach Brown apparently is not into the game is what he should or used to be. Um, I mean, that's how Grugier Hill was out, out playing him. And with the first team was the fact that they were saying that Zach Brown didn't show up to play. So right now he's not even, I mean, he, he's in there. Zach Brown is, but he's not getting a lot of love from the community because he doesn't look like that. He's playing up to par. So, uh, and then you have what Gurry or something like that. It's like a second or yeah. third year player. And, Jerry. and he is, yeah, and he's like uh, lackluster. So you know, I mean, he's a solid contributor. Mm-hmm. So uh, they need some depth. So this kid might be somebody that the fellow you're talking about might be on the radar sooner than later if he makes the squad. Yeah, I've said for years the. I mean, I'm pretty local to Philly, so I get a lot of the local, you know, beat writer information in my face just from living around here. Um, right. And they they have a. They hate drafting linebackers. They haven't had a decent linebacker in Philly since Jeremiah Trotter. Like, yeah, that's I mean, been a not, long yeah, time. I'm not even talking IDP. <laughs> I just mean a a good thumping line. Like they haven't had one since Trotter, pretty much, and they just hate drafting yeah. them. Uh, they, yeah. they they don't draft linebackers. They don't draft running backs until this year. So, you know, they they finally changed that tune by drafting Sanders, but. I'm waiting for them. They had opportunities to take some linebackers, and they, they really should have. I mean, if TJ Edwards is an undrafted free agent, if he can catch on, they might not need to. They might have enough depth there. But, yeah, they're, they're right. always, like, picking the scrap heap. And, you know, I think they found somebody pretty good with Grugay Hill off the – I mean, the Patriots know how to scout. So if you're picking off the yes. scraps, yep. it's always a good place to scrap. A lot of people pick off of Seattle yep. scraps too, so – uh, yeah. If you're a, like I said, if you're a six round, like he was a six rounder uh, and he was just released to go to the pa- uh, practice squad and he didn't, I'm, I, I swear it seemed like 48 hours as soon as, you know, he was claimed. So the Eagles, they had done their homework. Either they, they'd done something to, to figure out that this kid needed to be picked up and put on a roster, and he hasn't hit another practice squad since. He's just been on a roll. So I, I look forward to it. And uh, I think that that in a lot of standard-sized leagues, you know, he's probably, or by the time we get in past first week, he's going to be on the waiver wire, you know. And if we get one wind of the possibility that he might be returning to the field you've got to be that week ahead and pick him up and stash him if you can because yeah. i think it's really going to be worth it yeah so daryl you've had a chance to catch your breath here uh who's your uh, second guy you want to stake your claim with here this yeah year? i'm not sure exactly who all y'all have all mentioned but uh i'm going to uh on, but... <laughs> well i'm still kind of settling oh, in, i know but... i know i'm just but I'm listening to us in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Titans and go with Rashawn Evans. I've been hesitant about it, but the fact that he's starting ahead of Wesley Woodyard, um, there's some noise there. I don't, at first I thought maybe they were just trying to maybe light a fire under Woodyard, 
uh, or or just see what Evans had. But this thing is gaining steam, and uh, I think he's going to be the starter. I think uh, Woodyard's probably this his last year in Tennessee, so he's probably going to be gone, just like they did with Avery Williamson. Um, they're want, it looks like Vrabel's wanting his guys in there, uh, and if they seem to be holding up and doing what he wants, then he's giving them that shot. So, um, And he's played well so far. Uh, he's not made a whole lot of mistakes, and that's uh, that's something key, especially a linebacker. Uh, so, and he's uh, giving them youth. So. Yep. Yeah, so, so next Saturday – actually, this Saturday – is cut day. Do you think Wesley Woodyard's name is on that cut list? What's the what's the buzz around Tennessee here? I don't think I don't think he gets cut. I'd be surprised if he is. I, I guess you don't have a lot of depth. with anybody. You, you don't have a lot of depth I would... behind them. So that's that's what I'm looking. I mean, you're looking at uh let's see, behind inside you got Darren Bates, uh Ukemi Iligwe, who was at with Kansas City for right. a minute. Uh, and the two rookies. They signed Reggie rookies. Gilbert today. Uh, well, he's more of a rusher, isn't he? Yeah, but I mean, that's not. I don't see them cutting Wood Woodyard. If anything, they would trade him first, I think, before they cut him. Yeah, okay. um, but I don't see that happening. Like you said, we don't have he's a whole lot of. in age, yeah. too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think his cap number going into next year makes him a candidate to be gone. It's it's not a huge number, but it's it's enough that they would, if Evans can do what they think he can, then he makes Woodyard expendable. Gotcha. All righty. So well, my... he's actually he, well, he's actually a free agent next year. I was in the process of looking oh, yeah. at his contract. It's only four mil this yeah. year. They could eat it. So the cap hit, yeah, the dead money it. would be two is only twenty five thousand or two hundred fifty thousand. So I don't think that they cut him either. I think you're right yeah, there. I, I mean, why would you cut a veteran secure, you know, I mean the guy's performed for years, so but yeah. he is actually um, uh he's a, a good re- insurance unrestricted policy. Free, or, yeah, in case definitely. Evan you know, if they get somewhere in the season and Evans just kind of falls on his face, then they can always go back to Woodyard. You know, it gets hurt. Injuries yeah. happen all. So, yeah. um, with I mean, he didn't. Depth, he I, didn't actually I, like. He didn't light it up last year when he got his opportunity, but he definitely played well enough to deserve right. the opportunity to light it up this year. Uh, right. Isn't he an Auburn possibly Auburn guy or Alabama? I can't remember. Evan, Evans is Alabama. Yeah, he came from Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that's always solid production type player <laughs> coming right. out of school there. So, oh yeah, we I forgot to oh. mention probably because it was college news. Uh, and Daryl, I'll bring you in oh. on this. Uh, oh, Dylan, Dylan Moses tore his ACL today, starting <laughs> middle linebacker and probably top five draft pick in the 2019 draft, uh, 2020 draft class. You know, if I wasn't a Dylan Tennessee Vol fan, Moses. I'd almost shed a tear over that. But right, right. We know, <laughs> but that's a, that's a huge loss for them. That's a huge loss for yeah. IDP Davy owners, especially if you're me. in like Yeah, me, I have him. I mean, he can come back from his ACL, but I mean, that's just a rough hit. For Luckily, I, every share of him I have is in Dynasty League, so I can afford to oh, kind of yeah. just sit on him. Game. So. 
Yeah, and luckily Alabama only has four more five star recruits <laughs> back in the right. Bar, so right. yeah. I'm not they're, shedding they're a tear up. over Nick Saban, although half their starting lineup is uh suspended because <laughs> they decided to skip a movie night or something. That's funny. Yeah, they're a linebacker factory uh, down there, so I'm sure are. that they'll survive. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Jennings will maybe kick in or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Not not that Alabama no, will probably need them against the little sisters of the poor they're probably playing. Oh, wait, they're playing Duke. So, same thing. Huh. Wow. Go go to our heels. Right, right. Hey, it's I'm a Carolina fan. The heat on Duke. Oh, are you? No, yeah, I'm, I did a, not I'm, a, that. I'm mainly a Tar Heel basketball fan. I'm a Notre Dame football fan. Tar Heels got a football team? I'm just kidding, uh, man. Barely. I'm I'm messing, Ooh. man. I'm just playing around. I don't really follow their football team that much. Right. I, I mean, right. I, don't, I don't cheer against them, but you know, right? They, they well, produced I, Mitchell uh, Trubisky there, Truthbisky. Right. Well, these colleges got to claim their stakes somewhere and concentrate on something. You can't, you know, it's a it's competitive. So, yeah. you know, basketball or football. Well, that definitely more basketball from what yeah, I know yeah, of them. Yeah. Michael Jordan. That's all. Right. Said. Conversation right. over. There it is. Uh, but getting back to football, my third guy is a guy I own in a lot of places. Uh, and, you know, I lost him real quick here. Um, I lost what I was going to talk about for a second. Um, so, anyway, uh, going, yeah, I'm just losing it today. I had a guy sitting right here, and then I think I scrolled through my screen or something. Um, <coughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I'll go with this guy. Uh, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, safety from Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, and I think I was going to mention him before. Um, he, he's... He's the last man standing, so to speak. Um, he's a get-your-nose-in-there kind of football player. Uh, it's looking like Evans is maybe getting healthy. I don't think that matters too much. I think Whitehead's going to be the, the thumper of the group, so to speak. Uh, there's some 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 spattering about Darian Stewart and Kentrell Bryce competing for snaps, and you know, there's a reason why they were free agents. Uh, they don't really play safety that well so um you know there's a reason why green bay moved on there's a reason yeah. why denver moved on and i think you got to roll with jordan whitehead and evans um i think whitehead's just a good player he had a pretty productive 2018 um i'm bringing up the stats now because i you know had a, it, it's like you guys i know we as IDP guys, you know, we can't always keep on track. We're too busy grinding the IDP out. But I wrote an article about Jordan Whitehead last year, and I was trying to get him on the radars then. And I recently might have uh, dropped a dime drop to our members. Um, he is definitely, I've done a lot of research on him lately. He is definitely their number one safety with Justin Evans just now getting back from his injury. Uh, I believe it was an Achilles possibly or something. I can't remember. It, it was her foot. I can't remember, but either way, he's yeah. just now getting back. The rookie Edwards is not managed to be making any waves. I believe he has also been a little bit hurt and uh, you're, you're dead on with Jordan Whitehead. 
And if you look at that whole Tampa Bay scheme with Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, you know, Todd Bowles and, and Bruce Arians has made some famous safeties uh, to, from Tony Jefferson to, I mean, he, they even got Rashad Jones at one year to have over a hundred tackles in the scheme. And what they like to do in this scheme is they like to keep these safeties on and rotate them uh, depending on what the look the offense has by bringing what like the free safety up on the line and taking the strong safety and put them back and, and, and mixing them around and putting them in the relevant places that they can make their production. Um, yeah. You, you're, you're dead on. I, I, I love that kid, that call right there, uh, Dan, that's, that's, that's hot. Yeah. And I have them all over the place. Cause I, I had him last year as a rookie. I, he was a guy I was grabbing all over the place um, and stashed him. He played a lot last year, too. He had 11 starts. Yeah. Well, they were they were kind of messed up at the safety position last year. He definitely got his opportunity. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he played in 15 games at 11 starts and mm-hmm. 76 tackles in those 11 starts, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and he was uh, looking pretty good in preseason in the new defense. Um, but yeah, like you said, Justin Evans is back at practice. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, he might start week one, but yeah, he's got a little ways to go, go there. And I, you know, Justin Evans, as far as I'm concerned, I remember when he was drafted and he was slotted out there and, and took over the free safety position from, uh, not Conte. I can't remember the guy's name, but either way, but when he was, you know, he he has not quite lived. He's like, kind of like Marcus Williams, the same year coming in that for the the Saints. He's okay, you know. He has not lit that up at all at that free safety position. When traditionally for the Bucks, even before Bruce Arians went back or went down there with Bowles, uh, you know, they used to get a lot of production out of that free safety position. And he just is not, he's not lived up to it. So that was a big opportunity even last year when Jordan Whitehead joined them to make a claim to something, you know, it's just kind of by default right now, you know, Justin Evans is not that impressive to in, 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 in my book. So I think Jordan Whitehead, Definitely was a great call here, Dan. Yeah. I, you know what? You, you said you got him everywhere, right? This is why I revisited this. Well, not I, <laughs> there's one player that I have not from last year revisited. I went to Vontae Maddox for Philadelphia. I went all these other ways. But the reason that I did not revisit Jordan Whitehead was I was trying to figure out what they were going to do. So when I started looking into him, I also went into the recent redrafts. I've just did uh, an MFL, and then I did uh, uh, three over the last three weekends prior. Dan, you were a part of one. Yes. Um, he went undrafted, unless you got him in there. In one of those leagues, he is off the board. But in all the – so out of four leagues and three, he's sitting on the waiver wire. So I was like, oh, my goodness, i got to get this out there because they're standard size. What, you know, we had uh, – I think we went 12 standard size – league so i thought well this is information to get out to the members of the website and give them the edge get this kid on their radar you know it's kind of hard to say get them straight on your lineup but definitely have that 
that trigger finger ready because of just the scenario of what Bowles and and uh, and Bruce Arian does with their with those safeties is just astronomical. You know, yeah. it's funny because after that draft was over, I was still like I had like thirty guys in my queue still. So, <laughs> and then the draft ended. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm like, right. oh, there's a few more rounds. I was like, oh man. Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot still out there. So yeah, there's plenty on the, the waiver wire. So I gotta check injuries. This week I'll probably uh actually right. tomorrow night while I'm watching preseason. That was kinda hectic now. being on the Sunday IDP lives. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I lost that was track kinda of the hectic rounds. for us. Uh, I did it three weeks in a row. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one draft yeah, live, kinda, you know. Trying to talk IDP live on right. Right, yeah, doing yeah. doing them on YouTube and all that, you know. I can't, I can't, I can't say it all because I messed up. And yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So Daryl, speaking of Sunday IDP live, I look forward to having. I look forward yeah. to having Daryl on here uh, in September. It would be Daryl's <laughs> second time on the on the program, and uh, I've had we've had Dan on a couple of times. Man, you know I, I love it that you guys have given me this chance to get on this uh, IDP Nation uh, podcast here. Man, it's yeah, it, yeah. it feel, feels good to kick the shit with y'all. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you on. Yeah, we kind of wind down the guests once the season starts, just because there's so much going on in season. But yeah, we uh, rounded out the summer. Right. We we got a couple more. Uh, well, I think one more, and then Daryl's got some college guys lined up for us. I think or getting some. Yeah. Up for us. Nice. Yeah. In between I'm in the nice. process of getting situated out for us. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. This is about the end of the road. I think we have one more guest next Wednesday, right before kickoff. So. So we're right. Out the yeah. Right now, you know, with the with ours, we just joined the the full time fantasy network, and uh, we're doing the podcast on Saturday mornings, and then we do the Q and A on Sundays live, and we're going to continue to have guests. But I mean, right now, I'm we're booked up, so it might be a little bit later in the season. But love to have you guys back on at some point towards the end of the season, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, once I figure out if my son's playing on Sunday afternoons or something, like no, I'm still I'm still angry about that. But, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk life happens, right? I'm gonna talk to these coaches. Like you, right? you're playing flag yeah. football and you're not letting these kids watch football. <laughs> that seems backwards right. to me. Right. That seems backwards. They a should little be bit. a little they bit. They should be sitting down as a team watching Red Zone or something with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't agree. know. It seems backwards to me. Like football, like little kid football should be on Sunday or Saturdays. Like, I don't know. Yep. Agree. Sundays are a day yeah. of religion. <laughs> My religion just happens right. to be football right. from September to February. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, it's um, good time. So, Daryl, you got a third guy. We gave our three, so we wanted to give you a chance to catch up a little bit. You got a third? Yeah. I'm going to go to Buffalo, and I'm going to go with Harrison Phillips. Um, Everyone knows uh, I'm a huge Ed Oliver fan, but I think he's going to command so much attention, him and Tremaine Edmonds. Somebody's going to have to make plays, and Phillips is going to be – have a good chance to do that. I mean, while Oliver's 
receiving double and triple teams, you know, that's going to leave some one-on-one matchups for him. And I think he's he's going to really take advantage of those. The, he's a second round or, or second year guy, right? Uh, he was kind of like a third or fourth round pick for him last year. Yep. Yes, Stanford grad. Yeah. 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 He's, he's definitely should be on people's radar. That's I like that. He got some playing time last year too, but you know nothing. It took Kyle Williams retiring. Yeah, uh, I'm actually tell you the truth. I guess Oliver was. I don't. You know, I'm not a big rookie guy. I, I well, I've stated it like a million times, but uh, <laughs> maybe it was because Oliver fell to them. I actually was kind of shocked. I thought that they yeah. were just instantly going to lean on on the fellow there that you're talking about. Harrison Phillips, yeah. So now that front line's looking yeah, pretty yeah. good. I mean, they also have Star Latulalele. Uh, that'll be in the mix. So they'll have a good rotation alignment, and that'll help out Hughes and Murphy and anybody else that's rushing there a lot, including well, the old man Lorenzo Alexander still hanging on on some of my teams, producing for me. They're building a good defense. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. It's going to be his last <laughs> season, probably, because we were actually in the middle of a draft. Somebody drafted Lorenzo Alexander, and somebody said, isn't he going to retire? Isn't he retired? And I'm like, no, he said he's going to retire after the season. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah he, he, he's just he, – he just he never stops. Yeah. Right. We, we talked about Thomas Davis and that old man strength. You know, that old man strength is a real thing. Right. You ever try? You, yeah, you, you ever yeah. try your dad? Come on, your, your dad can still take you. Right, <laughs> right. And it uh, wild. You got Andrew Luck retiring at an early age. Gronk, he retired a little early. You got all this, but then you got guys like Thomas Davis and, and Drew Brees and Brady. It's just, it's just, you know, just how fantasy football gods play out. I guess. Yeah, yeah. some people are lucky to not really get you know hit a lot. And, and that's one of the things that always scares the crap out of me when Russell Wilson starts scrambling around. But he is so good at mm-hmm. avoiding the big hit. Like, yep. he just is, you know, he'll, he'll just juke to narrowly miss getting his head taken off. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot yeah, of times that instinct like, oh or my something. God, he's going to get killed on this. And then he just gets out of the way right at the last second or dives out of bounds or, you know, does something. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. we are um so before we go anywhere else we have uh a the dynastyfootballfactory.com has it all our exclusive factory sports annual membership offers year-round access to all of our content our staff are some of the best fantasy football minds in the industry and they are here to provide you with an impact articles chock full of insights and analysis a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP data, and much more. Whether you play Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Devi, DFS, or want insights on the college football landscape, a Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. That's year-round content for one low price. If you're looking for an advantage, you just found it. The Factory Sports membership is your gateway to fantasy football dominance. So act now and become a Factory Sports member. Membership indeed has its privileges. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com today and become part of the DFF Army. And remember, always be building. 
So that's our membership that we have going on. Uh, if you want to read our in-season stuff, it's you know behind a paywall, unfortunately. Uh, you know, fortunately, unfortunately. Um, you know, we wish we could give you all this knowledge for free all the time, but uh, <laughs> we put a lot of time and effort into stuff. Just as get, Gary does over there. Get what you pay for. Yeah, you know, true. you get what you pay for. It's true, and uh, you know, we we um, are, you know, we'll, we'll get this in season stuff ramped up. Uh, we've had some some. F- kind of monday uh evil M- ff evil empire i think there's an underscore in there somewhere has been doing some monday recaps for us for idp kind of get keeping an eye on these preseason games that you probably don't want to sit through the whole thing i know i watch a lot of the condensed games on game pass and even when you get in like the fourth quarter of some of these you're like oh my god why am i still watching this <laughs> Because you're watching these guys who are going to be mentioned on Saturday because they're going to be on a practice squad or cut or something. So, uh, But, yeah, good luck to all the players on Thursday night trying to get their jobs, so to speak. And um, I don't know. Um, Daryl, I know you, you were a little late joining us. Uh, you got any trades for us? Uh, yeah, that's what I was actually trying to get pulled up here. Okay. I've been getting a lot from Reddit. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff coming in. I'm trying to pull up some of this real quick. Um, yes. A lot of questions I'll, I'll keep about my opinions about Reddit to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It's not my favorite. There was one uh, while we're waiting for this to load. Mm-hmm. Who are y'all seeing winning the job? in Cincinnati. Uh Jordan is it Jordan Willis, uh Carl Hubbard or Carl Lawson or Sam Hubbard. Who y'all think's winning that defensive end job? Because that's been a big question I've been asked. Rotation. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. I, I would say anybody. rotation. I mean Dunlap's gonna start on the one end. Yeah, but I guess they're looking at who's starting opposite him. And I'm kind of leaning as Willis the starter, but I don't know that he's going to be the best of the three. So I, I liked Hubbard. Uh, I don't think he's an every down. You know, he, he needs to be rotated. In. I think a lot of these defensive ends need to get get some air. Uh, I, I think those two will, you know, like passing ships. Man, they'll play two downs. The other guy will come in and play two downs. They'll, they'll keep mm-hmm. them fresh. They might take, you know, if it's a short series, they'll take a series trade off i i don't think i see either one of them i see more of a 50 50 split probably dunlap's rarely going to come off the field um jordan they're they're getting yeah they're getting long in the tooth too but they're not quite that long to where they have to start rotating adkins and and dunlap off yet so there's Probably 50-50 split. I have to agree with Dan. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really, tackle-wise, they don't really have anybody to put in there. So Atkins is going to have to carry the load um, yeah. inside. And Dunlap, he'll play. I mean, he played, I think if, I mean, this is going completely off memory. I think he played close to 75%, 80% last year. Uh, so he, he's mm-hmm. gonna, he's gonna you know Willis will split in there when he needs a breath or you know whatever if he misses a game 
Right. Yep. The Cincinnati defense yep. is good for IDP, but it's going to be a train wreck as far as I don't think they're going to be that good. Definitely. No, no. It, the only the only two players I want to go reaching for is is Sean Williams and Bates, Jesse Bates. The safeties are going to have a good year again this mm-hmm. year, and I am trying to get some people to overlook Preston Brown and Vigil. And look at Jordan Evans over there at the weak side linebacker position. Um, I think that he he could actually, if he can stay on the field and he gets his opportunity, I think that uh, he's going to be a little bit of a sneaky pickup. Yeah, I like him. I have Preston Brown in some leagues just out of, he's a middle linebacker that's starting in the NFL. Like, Right. I, I have right. him for that reason. The opportunity is there. I don't really love him as a player. He was yeah. in a great opportunity in Buffalo and took advantage of that and cashed in. Good for him. Uh, yep. And, yep. Now he's... and then fell off the damn map last year as soon as he joined <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati and they he didn't need hurt. his ass. He got right. hurt. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, he was banged. He was banged up. If, I mean, they did say see. that he lost a bunch of weight and he like transformed himself this past year, but I don't think that that can make up for the fact that he can't ha- he can't cover a grandma running forty yards down the damn field. Yeah, so. That's when Jesse Bates and Sean Williams will clean up after him. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of sloppy second IDP production there. <laughs> yeah, good for them, right? Good for us. Yeah. Well, Daryl's yeah. been beating me over the head with Jesse Bates since last year, so. He's. I yeah. tried to tell you. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. I live so right above Cincinnati, so you know. Oh, I don't know what the hell. Mar- <laughs> Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. The poor ownership. Marvin Lewis. Love. I have no idea what the hell. They looked like they were ready <laughs> to do something, and they just drove that shit into the ground. I don't give a shit. It just. It's just sad. <laughs> So Daryl's Go ahead, Daryl. My bad. No, Sorry. you're fine. We were stalling for, uh, for Daryl a little bit. So one that I've seen here, which is interesting, is Todd Gurley for Aaron Donald. I'm Straight guessing it's up. pretty balanced scoring. It's balanced scoring. They're within. I think it was. Let's see. Gurley outscored him by thirty points. Oh, man. That's yeah. a little... Uh... Man. See, if you only outscored him by <laughs> yeah, 30 points... Yeah, that falls in running back versus defensive tackle. Ah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let's see, I if it's know. a DT I guess if premium, you're sitting... Like, if, like... You, if you happen to be the girly owner and you sit there and you, you've got, you know, Camara uh, and, and Connor or, you know, another combination that you'll... The girly might have been your third guy. Sure, go for it. You know, well, he does have Ezekiel Elliott. Man, it's okay. It's uh, still a little bit risky right now. But uh, according to this, Gurley had like three seventy-one for the year, and Donald scored three forty-two, so almost thirty points difference between the two. And apparently, hmm. he has no depth at D tackle, so or no star. So he's wondering if that's a good trade for him straight up. See, the thing I think about first when I hear this is Todd Gurley is going to drop some stats, but I also think Donald, even if he has 17 sacks, those numbers are coming down still. 
Yep. So they're both going to drop down yeah. a little bit. It's just how far does Gurley drop if he misses any games? You know, some people are projecting Gurley at 70% of what he did last year. That's how they're dealing hmm. with his injury is they're just projecting, you know, a similar season to last year, but at 70% because that's the figure and he's going to come off the field right. more and stuff. So if you look at it that way, hmm. is that seven, is that 30% drop going to – Donald, I still think, may outscore him. So if you have the depth of running back – when when scoring's that equal, you look mm-hmm. at your roster construction. What do you need? Are you that afraid well, of Gurley? Well, mm-hmm. he did say he had Ezekiel Elliott, but yeah, he didn't Zeke, mention who I he mean, had after that. I mean, as long as he comes back from Cabo this weekend, I think you're okay. But <laughs> it might be rough the first Better couple of weeks. Pollard or Weber? Yeah. Uh, but if you have no, I mean, he's going to be a defense. Te- so you also have to take an accountability in this scoring format. Uh, MFL, when he's looking at the numbers, there the if he's on MFL, the numbers are based off of his position from last season as a defensive end. So is DT premium? Right. Like, is it is it a premium on DT? It's a tackle, I guess, is the question I have to ask. Because if it is, then he's going to blow. Uh, well, I'm assuming because he did, he did mention that Donald was a de- defensive tackle now on MFL. So I'm guessing, yeah. yes, he's getting the D tackle premium, which so for me, it's an I'm, extra I'm premium. If it's an extra premium, those numbers go up, and he probably surpasses Gurley. That's kind of where I'm thinking. I mean, it's because it's DT. I mean, if it's just balanced and it's DT premium, it sounds like. He's getting switched to D tackle, which means he's probably outscoring Gurley last year. I, I never dreamed that I'd be hearing this debate. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. When he Ever. brought it up, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I think, I think as the Gurley owner, I'm trying to get a ton more, though, because I'm going to say, you're just giving me a defense. Like, and I think that's where us IDP guys get upset because, you know, you're just giving me a defensive tackle. You need to give me something else is what I would, you know, if I'm the girly owner, that's what I'm saying. You know, you need right, to give me more. Right. Uh, so I don't think if he's giving up girly, I ask for more. I mean, I don't care that the, the numbers are similar. Yeah. He would, the guy that asked would be giving up girly and getting Donald. So hmm. you gotta, I mean, yeah, <laughs> You gotta ask for more, I think. And if they say no, I'm, be like, "Well, I'm, this is Todd Gurley." Right, right, right. This yeah. is still supposedly a top ten, top five running back. So, yeah. I, I think mean, you are talking about the best defensive player in the game right now. I think everybody's just so cautious with Gurley right now. They don't know what to do with him. They don't know where to keep him. They don't know whether to trade him. You know, they just – you even Dan can tell you in some of the startup drafts we've been doing, I got him in the second round of a startup draft. Yeah. Oh, wow. Second round so people just don't know or they're scared of the knee. Or the, it's just crazy well, where his play value risk, is. You play that risk reward. I mean, you, you risk mitigating the first round. Like, you don't right. want your first round pick to be hurt. That's why a lot of people are off of Zeke. Like, I've seen Zeke go late first now because you want your top five pick to be a sure thing. Like, you know, as sure of a thing as you can, you know, pick. 
Hey, Dan. Hey, Daryl. Not, hey, fellas, this has been a great hour and a half, but <laughs> I I got to go, guys. Yeah, no problem, man. Pretty I'm going to let you guys continue to do your thing, and I want to say thank you very much for having me on the program, and I look forward to talking to you guys on Twitter and getting you back on the Sunday IDP Live when I get a chance later on in the season. Yes. Yeah, check that out on Twitter on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Eastern and idptipster.com for your start sits and all that stuff correct yeah hey you guys have a good good night man you guys you guys keep giving that good idp shit (laughs) and and educating these people because they 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 need it idp's on the rise and you guys are a great resource thanks sir thank you all All right right. good night there yep bye see you see ya all right, so, uh, yeah, I don't know about that because I think as the girly owner, I need to ask for more. Well, see, I, I know, know point-wise it matches that. up. Point-wise it matches up, but as the girly owner, I got to ask for more because you have to. I yeah. get that you're getting equal value, and I get that in that league, in that little you know ecosystem that it is, right. it's even. And but I think you just got to try to get something else. Yeah, I mean, I think you can, but I don't. I think you can, but I don't think the the, the Donald owners probably gonna. But the thing is, the Darren, Aaron <laughs> Donald owners probably sitting here saying, "I'm getting Todd Gurley for a defensive player." Yeah. And I get, but, I get it because it's like that thirty-two league I talked about a few times. You know, it's a different ecosystem. You... I would be curious to see some of the other scoring in this league. He's yeah, he's getting girly for a defensive tackle, but it's not your random oh, ordinary defensive tackle. You know what I mean? Cause he's best. giving up Donald, but what is his next best defensive tackle? That's a, that's where you got to look at that drop off. It's not what he's necessarily getting in girly, but where is his roster drop from Donald to, his number two. That could be a huge drop. Yeah, if he's losing out, I mean, like if he has Zeke and nobody else, then I don't think I'd do it. Yeah, he didn't really say. He just said he had it. Also had Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, as, um, as intriguing as it is to pick up that D tackle, that shiny, that 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 has that high ceiling. Right. If you don't have a running back that's can fill Gurley's you know spot. It doesn't matter because, you know, you could pick up, you know, we, we talked about Harrison Phillips. You could pick up Harrison Phillips to give you a decent floor. <laughs> yeah, you could. So I don't know if I make that trade, um, but. Good discussion, though. Very good yeah. one. It's, again, as the girly owner, I got to ask for more. I, think I know Gurley has been Gurley has been one of the hardest guys to draft to, to to deal with in trades and stuff because some people just want to get out before his knee uh-huh. blows up, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. So I got another one here. Okay, real quick. Uh, this is where we're you know we we recorded for quite a while while you were driving. That's that's not my fault. You started without me. Well. Okay. Can't let's, wait let's on trade. the bill. I understand. Let's trade. Poor me. Yes. Poor so, you. 
<laughs> it's a salary cap league that I actually am in. Uh, had needed depth at both of the positions, so I traded for quarterback Nick Foles and linebacker Josie Jewell. Both of them, well, Jewell be a starter. Foles gives me a good backup behind Breeze. And I gave up a 2021 second and a third. A Jewel and Foles. I mean, is it super flex? It is. Super flex, yeah. I like that. Because Foles yeah, is going super... to be – they're going to give Foles every opportunity in Jacksonville to be the guy. They paid him. They're not going to just move on from him. They might draft the guy in the draft this coming year, but not in the first round probably. Unless he completely falls on his face. So I like that because a second and a third, you're not getting a super flex quarterback in the first or in the second. You're not. Right. Um, And Josie Jewell for a 2023rd, he's your guy, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yep, I thought so. Trust me, I've been trying to get a super flex quarterback when I lost Andrew Luck. We talked about Andrew Luck a little bit. While you See? Missing. And, uh, That's what you get for uh, rostering a cult. I only That's have one share of him. And it just happens to be in a two QB league, so that really screws me. That's what that's what you get. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for you being at work late either. So I'm sure you don't. <laughs> I'm back to work, man. What is this stuff? Waking up early, driving. Oh, the fun I'm gonna have with you when you go back. I'm already back, man. Students came today. Gosh, my kids. I got a four day weekend. I got, I got Friday. Yeah, uh, that is right. Four day weekend. Friday. I plan on. Uh, you got any plans? Uh, we're recording Sunday night. So. Well, that's Sunday night. Good luck. And Just speaking one. of, here is a professional <laughs> tease. Uh, we will be doing our season prediction show on Sunday night. Yay! So we will get to uh, put it on the board. Are we going to uh, just curious? Are we going to do our weekly head to head like we did last year? Oh, it was so we, much. It was so much fun. It. No, it wasn't. It, it was. <laughs> I, I really... think we'll just pick one player, just head to head, because it was too. See, I, I don't have as much time during Whatever. the football season because I'm a busy man. Between I all of my to... responsibilities at the site and all of my responsibilities <laughs> at school, you know what? I don't have time to keep track of all this stuff. So you can spend. If an you want to keep track of it, you can feel free. You, you can write your nice little pretty handwriting on your papers, and, <laughs> and you can keep track of all this stuff. And, and if you you want to do that, then I'll give you names, and we'll we'll do it. You know, you can I'm just saying I, I cannot to, keep track of anything else. So if you want to keep track, go for it. You're just a sore loser, Dan. I just don't have time to do it. <laughs> we don't even have a show sheet anymore. That's how that, we don't even have time to do that. I have a show sheet. You have a you show don't. sheet. I don't. I don't have time for a show sheet. I do one each week. Good for you. Then you can keep our our stats on that stuff. <laughs> We can, you can kick our, pick our game. We, we can pick our games. We'll do that again. That wasn't that lopsided. <laughs> you still beat me. I'll be a man in a minute. Oh, I beat uh, you like a redheaded stepchild. 
See, now you got all calling names over here. I'm, I didn't call your name. I was just making a observation. You know? Did you see this hair? There's no red there, but there is a lot of gray. You know, I mean, it's kind of like just curb stomping you each and every week, just dragging your face through the mud and then taking that's, a picture of it and hanging it on every light pole in town for the world to see. That's kind of that's why like. I don't go to sports book stuff. <laughs> stuff I'm not very good at picking games. So, uh, But before we get out of here, uh, we are apparently very well sponsored because we have uh, another sponsor to play. We've played a couple of them here. Sweet. Already. We, we had the live read and we had the bestfantasyfootball.com and we also are proud to have the Scouting Academy nice. as one of our sponsors. So here is a word from the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. So that's it for the ads. I know. I, I I personally despise ads during my podcasts, so I, I know we appreciate you listening to them and, and checking out our sponsors. Um, so give those people a try here. Uh, again, Scouting Academy is something I would love to do if I had more time. Hmm. I don't know about you. I know you do what you want to. Yes, I would like to uh, try it myself. Yes, uh, you watch like more tape than probably anybody I know. So, well, I do have a problem. I admit. Yes, you do. That's okay. It's a it's a problem that helps us out. That's right. Uh, so anyway, uh, anything anything else before week four preseason kicks off tomorrow? Night? The one good thing, and I don't know if you heard me mention this, there is going to be a red zone of tomorrow night's preseason games. Ooh. So you're going to have Mr. Scott Hansen with seven hours. I don't know if it's seven hours. It'll be a few hours of <laughs> commercial-free football. Oh. God, I, can't, I can't wait to hear I that can't. next next Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be fabulous. Scott Hansen's my hero. I so wish <laughs> I had that job. That's like my dream job. That would be uh, you that would be kind of neat. Yeah, to watch football and share the most exciting plays with everybody live. How awesome is that? That is the pretty only, cool. The only thing about it is, I would probably have trouble like not cursing on air watching some of this because <laughs> sometimes I'll be sitting there with my kids in the room and I'll just say something like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." because <laughs> you know when stuff gets you excited you're like you know you, you react yeah you know, you know, a holy I, uh, ass moment you know you're like but, i tend to uh 
let loose with some uh, choice words from time to time. Trust me, I was with you while you were watching the Miami uh, and, and Florida, by the way, uh, the Gators. Oh. Oh, I will. Oh my God! I can see. I, oh, oh, help me! Help me! I can't. Oh, I don't like the hurricanes. Pushing uh, buttons. You're pushing buttons. Yeah, I, I hate like you. Team. Uh, well, the hurricanes are going to get their revenge this weekend as they hit the coast of Florida with a hurricane. So, a real hurricane, not just the the, the bad football team. i think we've talked long enough i know you you've only been here for part of this but uh it's 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 hour 52 right yeah that's music to my ears oh i know that's great but uh we have a so we talked about our prediction show on sunday we have a very special guest coming on next wednesday we will we uh, we'll have one. We hope you enjoy that. Again, we'll stick with the not jinxing it by not mentioning them because it's worked so far. Well, but... everybody knows I'll be on next week. I mean, I mean you're not our special guest. I am Maybe even more special, special guest. Um, and I'll just drop this nugget. It'll be our second ever female guest on our show, which is a small pool of people on the twitterverse so uh but uh very big following and uh we're excited to have her on to talk some idp yes interesting interesting you know who this person is you act like you have no clue what i'm talking about (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about i don't even know who you are Uh, that's why people tune in for Daryl's. Uh, I'm just keeping it real. Never seen this guy before in my life. I don't know who he is. I just know he likes to talk football. And I said, Hey, why not? In that case, the outro music is getting kicked <laughs> off here. And so far uh, you've yeah. been entertaining enough that I haven't kicked you to the curb yet. So oh, even though you've tried, you I tried while I was away in California and look how far you got. You don't know what I did while you were in California. You weren't here. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Crown Royal and a lot of football. I will play the fifth. <laughs> I know you too well. <laughs> anyway, we will talk to you guys on, I guess you'll hear us Monday morning with our prediction show. Uh, go Hawks. Tighten up. There may or may not be Crown during that episode, I'm guessing. I would, if I, since it's football season, people like to gamble. I would gamble on the yes. I would gamble on you drinking Crown just about every episode we do. Once the season starts, that's <laughs> probably a safe bet. You could probably double down on that. No pun intended. Uh, good night now. But the night is young. <laughs>